Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 29, Unknowns. Carmen Oliver blinked against the bright morning light as a phone rang in the next room. What time was it? Seven in the morning? Who would? Hello? Oh, Mrs. Sawyer. No, no, we haven't decided yet. Carmen sat up and looked around her temporary bedroom. The half-finished basement was nice enough, but living in a curtained-off cubicle and sleeping in a rollaway bed for nearly six months, well, it was getting old. Say yes, Carmen hissed. The sound would carry easily through the fabric while dividing Carmen's space from Mom's. Mrs. Sawyer, like I said, it's not about the benefits of the job, and you certainly don't need to add more to the list you've already made. A minute of silence. How about this? Carmen heard the rustle of Mom getting out of bed. Good. Maybe she'd start the coffee. Today's Sunday, Mom said. I'm going to take some extra time to pray about it. I'll let you know by Wednesday. Is that fair? Carmen snuggled back down under her covers to await the earthy scent of coffee. Wednesday, three days until she would know her fate. The floor creaked above. Somebody in the Winters household was up. Would she miss them when she and her mom moved away? Lacey was like a little sister now, and Dyra, well, he was definitely not like a brother. But when they wanted to work on debate stuff or carpool to an activity, it was pretty convenient. Still, Ira had been a little distant for the past month or so. Carmen bit her lip. Maybe he was gearing up for another summer of silence. Nope, not going to get all worked up over that again, God. You can have it. You know how I feel. I've told you enough times. Carmen, Mom called coffee. Sunday morning, time to get up. I think I'm on nursery duty. She poked her head through an opening in the curtain. I literally think some of those moms get to church an hour early just to claim some extra freedom. Mom leaned against a wall joist. I'm thinking of applying for a transfer to the greeting department. I'm too old to change diapers and chase toddlers. Carmen rolled her eyes. Apply? as if the informal volunteer jobs at church had a waiting list. Mom could complain all she wanted, but the moms got to church early or stayed late because they knew they'd have time for a chat with Mrs. Oliver, the most non-judgmental, understanding person on the planet. Carmen sat up and hugged her knees. Mom, how'd you get to be you anyway? Mom gathered her long, dark hair into one hand. Life with God, Carmen. Life with God. She turned and made a sweeping exit through the curtain. Carmen went through her morning routine of stretches and a hot shower. Today was a slow day, an achy day. Oh, for some aquatic exercise. God, do I need to pass on any messages to Mom? Any big go signs? I could pilfer one from the children's church song visuals. Silence. 
maybe on account of the suggested thievery. I get it. Spend extra time in prayer, right? Maybe ask my Tuesday group to pray over it, fast a meal. Carmen nodded at herself in the bathroom mirror. Yep, that sounded a bit more like it. My parents are both going away on a job this weekend, London said, whirling into the practice room for group time on Tuesday. They trust me to stay at home by myself. She plopped onto the piano bench. That's just dandy for them. But who am I going to talk to for two days? Plans, guys. We need to make plans. Lacey hugged her arms to her body. I'd never stay in my house alone for three days. It creaks. Oh, yeah. Those creaks really sneak up on you sometimes, Nora said. I have a prayer request, Carmen said as Lacey's face went red. Maybe she should talk to her little sister about taking some comments too personally. My mom and I might be moving. Maybe. We just need to know if it's the right situation. You're leaving us? Lacey's eyes got teary. But we were going to have fun this summer. I'm not leaving Easton, Carmen said. And we can still have fun this summer. Anyway, my mom and I need, well, I guess peace about the situation or a booming voice saying go or something. She grinned at Lacey. Maybe an eviction by our landlords. My parents would never kick you out, Lacey said. Carmen shrugged. Hey, God uses circumstances to show us his will sometimes, doesn't he? Nora snorted. Right, like sending a muddy river through your house? Carmen lifted her chin. Well, why not? Nora glared. If you believe that, then maybe you think he also lets a family's perfectly good life get ruined. Carmen bit back a huff. Why did Nora have to turn every conversation about hope and God into a sour rehash of her family's move to Easton? Here's how I see it, London said, managing to sit cross-legged on the narrow bench. Bring on the cotton candy, Nora mumbled. London waved her hand. I may not be as profound as Carmen, but I do think about these things, and I believe God doesn't waste bad circumstances. I mean, without him, Carmen's wrecked home, or Nora, your family circumstances would be big dead ends, you know? Like, too bad, how depressing. Guess you were born under an unlucky star. London hiked herself up into a kneeling position. But with God, there's coming something equally good or better than what we've lost. Right, like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, Nora said, rolling her eyes. London lost her balance and both elbows banged down on the keyboard behind her, sending a discordant note through the wooden upright. Well, I wanted to avoid cheesiness, but fine. God can make gold out of anything. London flipped around into a sitting position, her back to the room, and banged out a run-through of chopsticks. Lacey wrinkled her nose at Nora and shoved onto the bench next to London, and they bridged into a rousing duet of heart and soul. Carmen leaned her head back against the wall. Two weeks. Two weeks until graduation. 
had this group mentorship thing done any good at all in Nora's life? Carmen frowned at the crockpot Wednesday morning. It should have been warm. Mom had thrown together the ingredients for some kind of lasagna concoction before work and put the cooker on low before leaving. By now, the lid should have been covered in moisture bubbles and the side should have been warm. Great. If the crock pot wasn't working, the only other cooking device they had was a toaster oven and a microwave. Microwaved cooked lasagna? Gross. A knock came at the basement door at the top of the stairs. Carmen, we're ready to go, Lacey called. Carmen pulled the plug on the crock pot. No sense in burning the house down if the thing was broken. She found her bag and went up and out to join Ira and Lacey for the ride to school. Ira had his truck running, the engine spluttering sporadically. Are you sure this thing can make it all the way to school? Carmen asked, climbing in next to Lacey. It'll have to. My dad already left for work, and my mom left really early this morning to visit my Aunt Nina. Ira backed out of the driveway. Besides, it hasn't broken down for three weeks straight. Carmen nudged Lacey. How comforting. He had his head under the hood talking to it before you came out of the house, Lacey said. I think he's worried, deep down inside. I am not, Ira said. I believe in my truck, and it knows it. That's truck psychology, Carmen murmured to Lacey. He must have picked it up in health class when we were studying mental mindfulness. If he thinks this truck has actual feelings, he might need retested on that chapter, Lacey whispered. You two can walk, Iris said, easing over the white line towards the berm of the road. No need. You loaded my wheelchair, right? Carmen shrugged. Lacey, you can ride on the back of the seat. We'd probably get there faster, Lacey said, as the truck shuddered to a putter at an intersection. Just for that, Iris said, veering into an order line at a drive-thru. I'm going to get breakfast for myself and no one else. Carmen dug some money out of her backpack while Lacey started to beg and threaten. We're thinking positive, mindful thoughts about your truck, right, Lacey? she said. It's a great truck, a lovely truck. And so friendly, Lacey added. Carmen nodded. Only yesterday it told me I looked nice. Ira patted the wheel. I think it said, you always look nice. Beautiful, actually. Lacey burst into a giggle, but Carmen felt heat in her face and ducked to scrounge for more money. Did he mean that for real, or was he just keeping up the joke? He waved away her money. I got it, Carmen. He leaned back in his seat and gave her a slow smile as Lacey leaned across him to peruse the menu board. Carmen blinked. Was he, Hira Winters, academic king and truck fanatic, flirting with her? Lacey flopped back into place, blocking Carmen's eye contact with Ira. Hash browns and one of those pie things, she said. Iced coffee, Carmen murmured. 
Ira commenced talking to the garbled voice in the speaker. Cool it, Carmen. Ira's complimented you before. But she'd miss this if she and Mom did move. This feeling of having a place in Ira's life. Of course, she'd see him at church. Carmen glanced towards the drive-through window as Ira paid for their order. Maybe she could get a job here. Then she'd see Ira at least once a week. Carmen bit back a grin. Or she could get a pizza delivery job, guaranteed to take her right to Ira's door on a regular basis. Now that wasn't stalkerish. What's funny? Ira asked, pulling forward to the next window. Carmen smoothed the hand across her mouth. Private joke, she said, chin up. Just remember. Ira said, handing over an iced coffee a few moments later. My truck and I think a lot of you, so be nice. Carmen laughed. Well, so maybe a truck was higher on Ira's list than she was right now, but that could change, couldn't it? Because, despite the way she tried to ignore her feelings for Ira this school year, they hadn't really gone away. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Tune in again soon for episode thirty and the final episode in season one of Academy Days. Be back soon. Bye.